The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So I missed my calling. I had a point at 15 years old where they said, young man... You could either be a middling restaurant manager or you could be an NFL quarterback. And I went, you know what? Let's just see what the restaurant business is all about. Because um, apparently you can make close to a quarter of a billion dollars being a fucking quarterback now. 100%. Um, what the dude? Okay. It helps to be the most talented quarterback in the history of the planet. <laughs> okay, granted. Um, I'm just saying, like that. That was fucking crazy this week. Listen. So Aaron Rodgers got four years, fifty million dollars a year, and on top of that, the big one was like it was a hundred and fifty plus million dollars guaranteed yeah now he's saying those numbers aren't accurate he's saying that's not nothing's been signed and blah 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 well he also but said he was that number came immunized. from somewhere yeah he's he's known for his truth <laughs> <laughs> so that sets a record uh obviously in football it so this was going to be and then okay let me just first and then uh, that happened and then also the other most sought-after quarterback in football, which is Russell Wilson, is on the Seahawks. He is now a Bronco, which makes everybody in Colorado, I don't know, happy? Eh, question mark. I think, so. um, I think it should. Um, and the whole thing that I surmise from the entire situation is this. I, 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 I had the Pollyanna view of these guys that they actually wanted to play this game to win Super Bowls. Yeah. This is not why they're playing football. No. Um, Russell Wilson could have went to, I know I'm biased. He could have went to my team and won a Super Bowl next year, potentially a very good chance of it in a weak division. Yeah. He could have marched his way to the playoffs with barely any muss or fuss and had a shot to go. Uh, he decided, in his infinite wisdom, getting in his elder years, because he is. I mean, I know he's a young guy compared to us, yeah. but he's on is the thirty-three. He's on the back half of his career, of course. Right? And now, granted, you look at Tom Brady and all that stuff. Maybe not, but for most people, he's on the back kind of fifty. No pun yeah, intended yeah. of his career. So he chose to go to a team that plays in the snow for home games half of the year. And be in a division with absolute assassins. Uh, yeah. um, he's he's probably the third best quarterback in that fucking division. He's right now. probably tied for third. Yeah, in reality. Yeah. Um, so it kind of broke my heart because I sat back and watched Aaron Rodgers get that money. 
Which is essentially, I mean, I don't know where their cap is at, but that tends to eviscerate a team's money. Um, I saw that, and I also saw Russell Wilson go to a team that was had to be for money. It wasn't for winning Super Bowls. Well, I mean, there's an argument there, too. Um, Russell Wilson's still under the same contract that he was under when he was in Seattle. He's got a very um, team-friendly cap number. Okay. I mean, I think his cap charge right this year is going to be like $25 million, which is... Which for a quarterback fuck is... Fucking nothing anymore. Exactly. I mean, that's Ryan Tannehill money. In fact, Tannehill's making like $40 million this year. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because he gets his bump. Because he's, he's, he got his bump for his last year of this contract. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I agree 100% on Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's a cynical view, but his whole beef was that the team had not done anything to improve enough to actually get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. Right. I need, you know, new offensive linemen, yeah. more weapons, blah, blah, exactly. blah. But now he takes on a $50 million a year contract, which is going to make it impossible for that team to improve. Uh, unless they magically get draft picks nobody saw. 100%. In, in, in the upcoming year, especially this year, and you know better than I do, but the draft is not overly exciting this year. No, for not offense. not for not for offense. Not yeah. for offense. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of fast dudes. Well, there's always fast. You know dudes what I mean? Now. But that doesn't there's necessarily mean a damn dudes. thing, right? But and, and so my point is, I I still had that naivete where I thought these guys wanted to win Super Bowls, and at the end of the day, I had the, you know I crashed back to earth. Yeah. Realizing that these guys are out for a fucking money grab, man. It's 100% um, a money grab. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, this isn't about winning, and they'll tell you, oh, I just want my team and win a Super Bowl. It's not, man. And and you know what? I'm not even mad at it. Go get paid. But yeah, just admit but, it. But admit it. Yeah. Admit it, man. Stop playing like you're like above the game. Oh, and you're fuck fucking, you know, whatever. shit, dude. You know? you know? I mean, Aaron Rodgers could have gone anywhere. That he wanted to. Yeah. The Packers could have gotten a, a bigger haul than than the Seahawks got. Dude, the Seahawks got eviscerated for this trade. You know what I mean? Nobody's even going to talk about... I mean, the Broncos got the Broncos, eviscerated. Yeah, I mean, which I don't give a shit about that. Fuck them. Anyway. I don't care but, about their fucking draft picks. I don't care. No. Those are lottery tickets that you're scratching off every year. <laughs> exactly. Who gives a damn? You know what I mean? Buy a, you buy know a, what Russell Wilson is. Buy a known commodity. He's Always, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, amen. By the end of his career, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Easily. And he's a better quarterback today than Peyton Manning was when he, he went, went to, to the, the Broncos. Oh, you know what no, I mean? Oh, to the Broncos. When yeah, he left yeah, the Colts yeah. and went to the... He's a better quarterback right now than Peyton was hundred percent. But they don't have the same team around him that he had. No. They have they, a really they, nice defense. They, they have... They're fine. They have some stuff. But they but, also have six games a year. They're going to play against fucking assassins. hundred percent. So they may end up the year fucking, you know... Eight and nine, or nine and eight, or I know. ten and eight. Like they, they're, uh, they're they're going to be fighting for a wild card. This is what I'm saying. I like know. that. So so obviously, taking all that into consideration, it's not about winning. Yeah, it's a paycheck. From the team's perspective, if you're the Seattle Seahawks, there's no fucking way though you're going to trade them to New Orleans. Oh, of course not. You no, know, you're I mean? not going to go in. Like yeah, you're not going to go in the in conference, conference and you know, like yeah. so. Yeah, hopefully we get to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And I and I understand that. But that also happens all the time. It happens more than it doesn't happen. Yeah. There's more trading in division than there is mm-hmm. out of division. Because it, it's a known commodity. Right. Right? That people know what you can do because they see you twice a year. Yeah. So you usually go to a team, you fucking see, which kind of makes it exciting too. It was just a little like, 
My bubble got bursted. Only it is because it I is. was it's like, a, why would he go to a team where he's clearly not going to fucking win a Super Bowl? My with? cynicism rose to the surface when yeah. all of that was announced. I yeah, was just, was, especially with Aaron Rodgers, I found a, that really after all the shit talking yeah. and all the fucking little fucking moves he made, and he's. I don't know if I've seen a player in a professional sports become more unlikable quicker. Yeah, that's I know. A, at, that's at that echelon. And I'm a nut hugger for that guy when it comes I, dude, to him on the field. Fucking, you were you were tickling the ball, you know. And I, don't get me wrong, I still think he's the most talented quarterback in the right. game. You know, right. outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes, but like, dude, Rodgers is a what four time MVP. He's at two in a fucking row, dude. You know what I mean? That guy's you know. I, I have hot meals more than he throws interceptions, clearly. Exactly. But, like, <laughs> but, well, yeah. I've seen where you eat. Yeah. So, but no, just a little fucking tidbit. That kind of – you guys I, – I had a very difficult week at work, and you guys were uh, – and I say guys, our, our, our phantom third. Uh, we, we knew him once as the chuddiest of buddies, uh, Sean Moriarty. Uh, we have a, still have a text thread we all text all the time. And this week I was so busy, man. I was looking down. It was dinging. I was like, should I answer my boss or these guys? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I chose the wise move. But anyway, um, you guys were, were talking about it. And I was just like, I, it, it made me angry. Like, it, only because it kind of broke my heart, man. Yeah. And and it, it, it made me understand. And maybe that's my old ass age. I should know that. But like. Fuck, man. Is there anybody that's going to stick with something just to fucking win a Super Bowl? Or is it constantly going to be about the cash grab? Yeah. I don't know. It was made me sad. Not everyone's going to be Tom Brady, man. I mean. No, you're not going to play till. I mean, fucking... that dude took a fucking pittance in salary when he went to Tampa Bay compared to what well, other he, quarterbacks are making. He could take a pittance. You know. Because his wife makes as much as he does. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's he's done okay for himself. He's done okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, we we digress. We're gonna we're gonna get off the foosball. We're gonna talk about what you guys came to hear, and why you were here is because we are the whiskiest of real and the riskiest of wheels. We are the whiskey real. We are in Cloud City. We are fucking living it up. When we tell you about what we're drinking, you know we're not fucking around. We're all beeswax in here. We're in Mountainside Studios, of course, many, many miles above the Earth's crust, looking down and judging all of you. And trust me, we do that. We judge all of you. Absolutely. And uh, you're not really... uh... I will say this. You have all been found wanting. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, You have all been found wanting. Um, Sitting across from me today... And we've had some uh, technical difficulties over the last few weeks. No, we are, we are gazing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we are like fucking, yeah, this is Lady in the Tramp style recording. <laughs> um, we are sucking spaghetti out of each other's mouths. I can feel the um, heat can... of your breath. <laughs> <sighs> um, we are uh, back at it again and sitting across from me. Is um, He might be the best Bobby I know. He might not. No. I haven't met all the Bobbies. It's true. I couldn't tell you. He is uh, haunting your dreams as the Bobby Duke. He is uh, the last variant, the Bobby Cron. There will not be another <laughs> variant after him. Um, and he is one of my best friends. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Oh, thank you, my friend. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, across from me, you guys know him. You love him. 
He's the opposite of uh, the opposite of Dorian Gray. <laughs> he brings the hammer of destruction, much like Mjolnir. Yeah, <laughs> we get a Mjolnir or reference. Stormbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> he is the general manager of Cloud City and of my heart. Yes. And uh, you guys wouldn't believe you get. I am getting lost in his blue eyes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we are sharing a microphone. We are staring at each other. This is old school. This is great. This is old yeah, school. This won't ever happen again. This is like the McLaughlin fucking. <laughs> this is bad. He is Sir Antonio Branderas of the Madagascar Branderases, my brother in arms. Yeah, man. Um, lot of shit. We sat down as we are wont to do before the podcast, just so we can get kind of an itinerary. Uh, we don't do it like back in the days with Chuddlesworth Von Jesus. Where we used to sit and do like a two-hour fucking workup and fucking... And we got... Hey, we put some time in, right? Yeah. Got to put some time in if you want to start rhyming. And we put some time in. And uh, nowadays we get together and we have a round over at our favorite bar, El Moro. Um, so if you ever want to meet us, you can come to El Moro at 4 o'clock on Fridays. Because I have my work done before I go back into more work tomorrow. And Bobby's Bobby. So the worst thing that happens to him is, from what I understand, he has no sleep and his face smells like a tackle box. Hey! um, I'm just saying. Uh, (laughs) You don't have to announce that to the world. (laughs) One of the funnier things I've heard all week. Um, Anyway, we do that. We come in here um, and we didn't realize how much shit there was to talk about. Uh, sometimes we look at each other and like, what the fuck? Lately, life's been weird, man. Uh, life's been weird because the focus of the news is Ukraine and Russia, as it should be. It's a, a amazingly horrible event. Kind of We've, a big deal. Kind of a big deal. We've talked about it for weeks. Um, I would like to say there was some new. I would like to say there was some new stuff going on, but there hasn't been. Um, Bobby decided because he he wink wink nudge nudged me. As we were walking to our sponsor, the wagoniest of wheels and the wheeliest of wagons, the Wagon Wheel Liquor Store. Um, it is in the town center plaza. It is across from the Walgreens. Um, and Walgreens. Is it a Walgreens or a Rite Aid? No, it's, it's, oh, it's Rite Aid now. It's Rite Aid. God, yeah. that, that always fucks me up. It's in the parking lot, guys. It's right there. It's right by the Thai kitchen. It's You guys all know where it is. It's Wagon Wheel Liquor. Uh, we did not talk to uh, Mark Raymond, who's the GM over there. We went freestyle. We went free ball. We went rogue. We did. As they say. Bobby was very excited about sipping rum today. And he went right for the rum. He's a rummy. I went right to it. You're a rummy. Yeah. And what did you, uh, what was your thought process in picking this? Well, basically just trying to find something we'd never fucking done before because we do that quite I bought and <laughs> we do like uh, uh, recycle some of our boozes, much like our women. Hey, and, um, dumpster dive. Uh, yeah, we call that the dumpster dive, my friend. <laughs> um, my thought going in is that I wanted to get us some Florida Cana, which is a really, really nice aged rum. And it's kind of your entry level aged rum in most bars, I would say. Yeah, Florida Cana four year is like every bar should have it. Definitely. It's just- Definitely. There's a couple we all carry. I won't give pub to anybody else, but there's the really good stuff, and then there's the stuff you have in your well, which should be decent if you're not a dirtbag. And Florida Kanye Fourier is kind of like the entry-level aged rum. You're 100% right. Yep, absolutely. It's right by your um, written house and your 
Maison Rouge and Maison Rouge. You know, all those necessary back bar. That's what happens. Ing- yeah. So, so um, you, but, you saw this and then what? Well, Your eyes lit up. So I was at El Moro the other night and I had the good fortune to get a sniff of the Florida Kanye 25 year, which our friends are going to be actually putting on their menu um, in a very bold move. Yeah, they're doing Which, a pro pro. Uh, it's called prohibited a prohibited menu. That's like an off menu, and it's just all gangster liquor. And we're talking about forty, twenty five, forty, sixty dollar drinks. And it's for those of you who like to touch grass and realize why life is beautiful. Absolutely, yeah, man, yeah. So, what did you pick? It's the kind of thing that you want to embarrass a guy with when he's out on a date. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. Kind of call him out. Or if you. Oh, sorry, I handed you the wrong menu. This is for our more like. High roller type oh, of clientele, so good. and then pull it away from what him. A dick, man. <laughs> uh, or if you want to get laid, because if this can't get you laid, and I'm talking to men and women, if this and non-binary, if this can't get you laid, nothing will. Is this menu? Um, this is a special little feature. So they didn't. They didn't have the twenty-five. Right. Um, that's a, a harder rum to come by. Amen. Uh, but sitting right next to their four-year was an 18-year variation of Fleur de Cana. So I just rolled the dice and went ahead with that because it is smooth and beautiful. Wow. Um, Fleur de Cana is a little bit different than like Plantation, Diplomatico. They have their own thing. This is, and this might sound weird, it's a very rummy rum. Yeah. Um, This doesn't, there is no um, question about what, kind of spirit this is 100 this is so rum um 18 years in a barrel um a lot of you listening here that's like half your life and sometimes some of you out there more than half your life that this spent in the barrel rolling around this is from i love saying it nicaragua 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 <laughs> um home of the sandinistas and if you've ever worked with anybody from nicaragua you know uh people can get cut up and disposed of quickly absolutely uh it used to be a violent central country but they've always done florida Kanye. this place has been around for 180 years uh boy what do you 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 go well, you go on this man first of all here's the thing about talking about aged rums they tend to have a very um common palate to them you know what i mean like most of them are kind of in the same they, they're definitely in the same wheelhouse yeah now Plantation XO has a different profile than this rum does. Diplomatico. As well as you... Yeah, Diplomatico, completely. Now, that's going to be mostly regional, more of a terroir thing, I think. Yeah, it is. You know, process and terroir is usually what's going to decide what a rum tastes like. Yeah, you're talking Dominican versus Barbados versus Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. They all have, just like with wine, right? France, California. Everybody's going to have a different sort of steez on what they do, right? right? But, you know, they all start with cane, sugar, and yeah, and bust it out. And, uh, no, the the aging on this is uh, very, very apparent. This is a uh, creamy creme brulee um, sugary treat. Yeah, man. You know? Creme brulee really tops it off. There's also, like, notes of um, – there's some little bit of citrus notes to this. And we bought stuff to chase it with because we knew this was going to be uh, hard going. Bobby <laughs> is enjoying his wild basin lime seltzer. Tall yeah, boy. classic lime. A tall uh, boy because I'm, I'm, enjoying... I'm a classy bitch. You are a classy bitch. In solidarity with Ukraine, it says nothing. <laughs> um, I, I am drinking a Lithuanian beer. It's Bergkoff's Pineapple Belgian Style Ale. 
I recommend this, by the way. Hundred percent, great chaser. That shit rum. is delicious. Um, it's fucking delicious. It's too sweet to drink like smashing. No, but way. it's a chaser yeah. for drinking a little bit of high quality rum. I could not um, recommend it more. This Florida Carney is very special. Um, I I find with aged rum, it drinks more like rum is weird, man. Like it's it's sweet. It's made out of sugar cane. Yeah. There's no way around it. There's no like. You deal with other al- alcohols like whiskey and whatnot. It, it, there's a lift. There's a there's an ethanol aspect to all of those things. It's hot. It, it it jumps to the top of your fucking palate. Rum is different. Rum settles. It's like the CO two of fucking yeah. alcohols. It drops and and lays down. Mm-hmm. And this does it in a very special way. Um, it's it it. it why I like aged rum and higher like artisanal rum yeah. is that it drinks more like a, a artisanal spirit. Um, where in 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 so much where it doesn't rely on the fact that it's this big caramelly banana pineapple fucking right. uh, oaky nightmare. It just fucking it it has a rum taste and then goes somewhere else. Yeah. Um. It like some tastes like scotch. Like you mentioned, plantation. Definitely. Some do. Um, some taste like a completely different spirit. Like you can't even really qualify it. Right. Florida Kanye tastes like rum, but it tastes like rum that somebody gave a shit about. And it tastes like rum that like this is the shit you would sneak out of your granddaddy's like liquor cabinet when he wasn't watching. Right. Um, this has a special, sophisticated taste, but it's still so rum. I and- think when I talk about the pricing of this... Um- I think if you started with an entry level like the regular, the four year Florida Kanye, this was like twenty eight bucks. Yeah, it was or like twenty eight like. bucks because this is closer to fifty. This is going to cost yeah. you a, a it's going to be fifty three fifty four. Yeah, yeah, bucks you're good. It's, it's a 50, it's a fifty burger for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you're not going to be mixing this in daiquiris and making no. mai tais out no, of it. You're no. going to uh, you're going to drink this over a rock probably and or neat. Really fucking enjoy it. And, you're and really going to enjoy and it. And you may get you know, a wild basin or a Burkhoff beer to chase it with. And when I say chase, it's not like a shitty chase where you guys are slamming Crown Royal and then drinking fucking cranberry juice behind it. It's not a chaser like that. I'd just say you got to break up the fucking palate a little bit. You got to relax the palate. And some of these uh, big boys, some of these 18s and 25s, I've had 32s that are just... It does something to you, and you you almost need to hit the reset button on your palate. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. It's not like we're we're slamming shots of Florida Canyon, eighteen, and then <laughs> shooting fucking seltzers. Um, we're sipping that a few times, and then once it gets a little bit cloying because it is rum, it is sugary. Uh, you have a sip of your other thing, and it kind of resets your palate. Well, I'm breaking up with a little carbonation. It's something some citrus, something massive. brighter. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, at 50 bucks, guys, if you want to do the dip, this is something you buy for your friend on his wedding. Definitely. Um, this is something that you get for like a bachelor party. And it's a handsome bottle. It's it looks, beautiful. You know, it's very Woodford Reserve shape. Yep. I don't know what that shape is called. I don't know either. Oblong. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, it's like somebody crushed a hillbilly. It's like Owen Wilson's face as we. <laughs> Just his nose. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful packaging. You know, you're drinking something special. It has a bundle of sugarcane that's embossed onto the bottle. It's a very beautiful bottle. Um, and, and, you know, they do all, they hit all their marks as far as like, um, being globally, uh, 
you know, adherent to any sort of like environmental stuff. Uh, this is all non-GMO. This is fair trade. They're doing it the carbon right neutral. way. Carbon neutral. Yeah, they're doing it the right way. Um, it's a spendy bottle, but like Bobby told me, he gave me a wink and he was like, I'm flush, my dude. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, all right, bro. Uh, I was going to throw Jeffy in there, but if you want to go, you go. Um, lovely rum. Yeah. Just lovely rum. Yeah. And it, and by the way, I mean, I wouldn't do it personally. This would make a fucking banger daiquiri. Oh, it would be a monster. Just with the basics. Just with sugar and lime. Sugar it would and lime. be a fucking nightmare good daiquiri. Oh, just on yeah. its own. Hell yeah. Um, but any hoozle. I'll right? put my regular Florida Kanye. I'll put the four-year in a daiquiri, but yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. Just, just a little plant, what it, plantation pineapple. I'm flush, but I'm still thrifty. <laughs> I'm frugal, bitch. <laughs> uh, we we talked a little about a uh, little bit about a football, uh, about a one football, a football, uh, a football, um, a football. Um, we got a lot of media shit this week to talk about, so we're going to launch into that. Well, last um, weekend, we all had some fun. Right. And by the way, if you haven't watched this, we're not going to so much spoiler it. We're just going to give our interpretation of um, Quentin Tarantino's The Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I jest. Um, there was a rumor for a while that Quentin Tarantino was going to do a Star Trek movie. Which, to me, sounded like the dumbest idea ever. And I guess the studio maybe agreed. Paramount was like, eh. How many N-words, I think we're okay. How many N-words does Spock say? Yeah, what are they... <laughs> Uhura is now... Yeah. What are they calling the Klingons? But that's what... You know what I'm saying? Hey, brother. Yeah, yeah. The boy, has anyone gotten a pass for using the N-word more than Quentin Tarantino? It's uh, kind of a, 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 a... It's almost a meme at this point. It really is. Um, that he... The joke is he writes it so he can say it. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Which is, listen, for a guy that's worked with as many talented black actors as he has, and nobody's called him on it, like yeah. maybe somebody has. But well, and not only works with them, champions them. I mean, I mean, he's kind of in a weird. Oh God, Rex is going to kill me. I hope, honey, don't listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> he almost champions black culture and reveres it. Because he was a little lovely white kid. Yeah. And so he always looked up to black culture as being cooler than what he was doing. Of course. So I think for him, it's like a little, hee I get the, oh my God. I think so too. There's a, trust me, we all, we all are, are adults based on our childhood. Yeah. And he, I guarantee you at some point, he looked up and said, oh my God, I'm never going to be as cool as right. fucking this guy. That's my friend. You know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. that's my, it. whatever, pop psychology. Anywho, we I saw. So, I have so many black friends. I know. <laughs> you know what? I actually had to start turning down black friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had for sure. So many. Yeah. Um, I we... started to feel like I was being uh, <laughs> like some reverse kind of discrimination going on. <laughs> Told my my uh, white friends, dude, you just bought into affirmative action. I, I, and you yeah. just went with it. And I ran with it. Um, <laughs> we both saw with our friend, uh, old pupillary distance Moriarty. We saw the Batman, and uh, Bobby was with his friend Raven, which I'm still sus on. That's his real name. It's and not. His, I, it's not his real name. Of course, it isn't. No. Uh, Sean Mobis's lovely wife Katie and I, of course, it was with the famous Rex in effect, and we all sat down in a six top at the theater and saw the Batman. Um, uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, who is? Um, well, can we he, say it? 
Oh, he can't. I don't think so. Uh, well, I mean, that was announced a while. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, he has some involvement with Bl- our friend Blake. Um, right, which th- made it kind of cooler. Yeah, but that this guy's working with our friend. Yeah, but, yeah, but, for sure. So, oh, okay. So we get through the previews. We're all sitting down giggling and shit. Of course, we've just sn- being who we are. We've snuck a pint of fucking booze into the theater because I'm watching a three-hour movie. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, we sit down. We're geared up. We're in, right? Um, and then action, right? Yeah. Um, I want to hear your, I want to hear your initial reactions. And now that we, it's been a week, talk to me about how you're feeling now versus what you felt when you saw it. Cause it's a, it's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. It's, um, my first thought about 30 minutes in, it occurred to me that this is a Batman movie I've never seen before, which I found very, very cool, very compelling. I have never seen that movie. And I've never seen that character presented in this way. And it was a very much a Batman movie and not a Bruce Wayne movie, which is very on Christopher Nolan. And very on um, everybody. Un, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, filmmakers tend to make Bruce Wayne the focus. Um, in this film, Bruce Wayne is the alter ego. Yeah, He's Batman. 100%. He's Batman. You know? Um, now, and you can beef about his Bruce Wayne... Um, portrayal um it's a little more hangdog emo-ish uh yeah you know what i mean he yeah. definitely was robert pattinson there were how many minutes would you say out of two and a half hours he was bruce wayne 17 maybe i think you're being generous maybe maybe I think it was like yeah. nine yeah i mean really yeah. yeah and so that's the biggest thing that i noticed um plus just the taking a character in a different direction and returning to you know, comic book runs like year one and, you know, and drawing from that source material and creating Batman as a detective again, I found to be really fucking cool. A very courageous choice. Um, like I, would, I say, I would he, agree. he made a different film than other. I mean, this was almost like watching. We were joking earlier about Seven and David Fincher and shit like that. Yeah. This was about like a detective trying to find a serial killer. That's Ex- that's ultimately ex- what the movie is. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Right. Um, what did you think stylistically? Because I think that's where most people are finding from. I don't think anybody's having a problem with the story. Right. Um, I think most people are having a problem with the stylistic decisions and a little bit of aping going on. Um, so when you say stylistic, you mean like kind of like the noir aspects of it? Like, yeah. And I'm not even so much saying that. I mean, Batman is built for film noir. Yeah. I mean, it's. The, you were joking earlier. You said, I can't believe nobody's ever taken this approach. Right. <clears throat> I think everybody's so fucking Bruckheimer, bang, bang, explosion, shoot em up, gadgets. Um, I think they get lost in that. And, yeah, I, and, yeah. and not that Nolan did, but he definitely, Batman's some cool shit, right? Yeah. I mean, and we love Batman's cool shit. Right. Um, they got away from that in this. Um, they, they, this was a departure from a gadget oriented superhero. Yeah. This was literally just a guy who had some money trying to fight people and he got his ass kicked. His gadgetry was kind of to enhance his natural abilities as a, an investigator, which I found really cool. Very cool. Right. Yeah. Um, so where do you find, where do you find 
where do you do you take issue with this film in any sort of way? And what what are the ways that you take issue with it? Because I know we all do. I could, or are you nitpicking? I could trim twenty minutes out of it. That's what I said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. However, if it was another hour long, I still would have watched it. Fucking right, you would have. I you might not have rewatched. I enjoyed it. the whole fucking movie. I never at any point was I like, oh, is this motherfucker gonna end? You know, I was like, right. You know, I mean, I definitely. I knew it was three hours long. I, I, I could feel how long it well, was. Let's be let's be let's be honest. It was like two and a half hours, right? Well, it was closer to three. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. For well, sure. Well and also too, when you're sitting around for previews and all that other shit, you of course. Movie, oh um, we were in that theater for fucking four hours. For hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was a long road, brother. Yeah, no um, doubt. Yeah. But okay, so Overall, though, I you let you feel now the same way you felt when you walked out of the theater, right? Yeah, I mean, I've I've read a lot of media and and like social stuff that people have been saying about the movie, and of course that colors the way you see things and and the way you remember it a little bit, right? And 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 you're like, well, yeah, I guess I didn't really notice some of those aspects, right? Right. But also, like, I I, I the only thing I can find that people will, could have beef with is just the the pacing yeah it had a it has a, a pacing all of its own it's yeah. a very different film than what we're used uh, to would you would you consider that pacing choppy or do you think it was intentional i don't know if it was choppy i mean there's moments where it, it yeah it doesn't necessarily flow because you have to get from point a to point b i guess yeah and i don't know what was going on with Matt, like Matt, no, Matt, my buddy, Matt, your buddy, uh, friend of the you know, podcast. you know, colleague, Matt Reeves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him as far as like his artistic direction and how he wanted the film to look. Um, I, as a film watcher, I tend to try to interpret whether or not the filmmaker has been successful at what they set out to do. Uh, I, and I, I like the fact that you still like it. Cause you're kind of, Famously known as like the one, the one of all of us where you can get hypercritical about shit and especially stuff that you like have an investment in like Star Wars and shit. I know this is Sean's property. This is like, we wanted to get Sean on here to talk about oh, it. We, we, we wanted all, him so bad. This we week. wanted, we wanted Chuddy to do it. He was busy, but like, it would have been interesting. Thanks his, for nothing, Sean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> way to fuck it off. Dick bag. Um, we, dick we, <laughs> I know what I've been doing lately. Shit nuts. Oh. I don't even know what it means. I would assume it means someone pooped on their nuts. Way to go, shit nuts. Um, <laughs> you guys can use that at will. Um, it's not trademarked. Um, but Always no. wipe front to back. <laughs> and women? Always wipe front to back. Oh, okay. I thought it was the opposite. Um, anyway. So, no. so <laughs> oh, God. You want a UTI? That's how you get dude, a UTI. Dude, they call that the fudge cudgel. Um, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, so, so no. Um, I'm glad to hear that you at least enjoy it. Like still, because oh, yeah. there's a lot of people walking away. And look, we've talked about we talked about this ad nauseum. When it comes to media, people find a way to hate. It doesn't matter how good a property is; they will hate it. They will find a way to shit on it and hate it, whether it's for clicks and views or whether it's because they hate anybody else enjoying anything. Well, before I kick it over to you, because I want to hear your perspective on it now yeah. too, um, it should be known that Ben Shapiro 
friend of the podcast, Ben Shapiro. I hate that guy, but yes. Has um, come out and talked about just how awful this movie is. I saw his thing. Um, what was it? Uh, it's all all the white men in the movie are bad guys. Yep. Which is not true. But like... <laughs> Super not true. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm having okay. a heart attack. Jesus, <laughs> are you throwing a clot? I, I threw a clot okay, in my lung. Great. Sorry about okay, that. Good, it good, happens good. about every six. It weeks. happens. It happens. Yeah, um, I'm gonna fight through it. Be- I, um, Our favorite Orthodox Jew, Ben Shapipo. <laughs> and he talks like this, and he talks really fast, so he says, "I'm Batman." Yeah, one of the worst people on this planet. He's a horrible person, and he's a grifter. He's a guy that made his fucking living trying to jump oh, yeah. on uh, college students. Oh, if you're he, watching this guy, you're getting took. Yeah, dude. He Listen, this guy made his living. They called him like the, the whiz kid, and he's a Harvard grad and all this bullshit. He's a scared little dude that all of his debates are against fucking 19-year-old college students. He refuses to debate people with big brains. He is just a grifter, and he started fucking Daily Daily Wire, which is a right-wing fucking alternative fucking um, uh, news source with Dave Rubin and Matt fucking uh, what's that kid? What's that guy's name? The transphobe guy. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Matt Walsh. Yeah, that's it. Um, he's a piece of shit. Um, so, so I love his take on Batman. By the way, as we go into your perspective, I want you to know ah. you might be on the same side of things. As fucking Ben Shapiro. You don't know my perspective. <laughs> I have a very specific perspective, and it's coming from an educated man. Um, so I, I, I heard a couple people that I respect talk about this. It wasn't like Yahoo's or whatever, or Wingnuts, or anybody of that ilk talk about it. I, I, I found it interesting in retrospect. I immediately walked out of the movie going, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. First and foremost. I thought it was a great take on the character. And let's be honest, this character has been, I mean, outside of Spider-Man, no, more than Spider-Man, has been reissued, redone, recasted, refucked, everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batman has been abused. He, you know what I mean? He is the human trafficking of comic books. Yeah. Um, he's been sold to everybody. But he's that been be- cloonied. He's been cloonied. He had nipples for a while. I love Clooney. Um, but holy God, was that a bad movie? That was a garbage movie. Yeah. Um, and so was Val Kilmer's. Um, but any hoozle. Um, I love the fucking, I love the character. It's a very great character for people because it's relatable. This is not a superhero. It's just a really hardcore guy with a lot of money. Right. That's it. And he's very focused. It's uh, And he's not scared of shit, right? That's the whole mythos behind it. So... I thought I like Robert Pattinson. I know a lot of people after Twilight just shit canned him as a, as an actor. I still say go watch The Lighthouse. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. The kid can act his dick off. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't upset about that. I love their little character choices uh, by virtue of like their casting. Um. Zoe Kravitz was great in her role. Oh, Jeffrey. Like, uh, uh, uh. The Commissioner Gordon. Um, yeah. I, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Gotta throw some fucking that I was, guy. I always call him Basquiat. He was fucking fantastic because the movie. first time I ever saw him was it Basquiat. Was Basquiat. Yeah, yeah, and it might have been one of the best performances I've ever seen. He's in my a life. fucking amazing actor. He they just threw some solid fucking people in this. Paul uh, Paul Dano was fucking Riddler. Um, there's a, we're not going to spoil this. The thing I appreciated about this movie off the bat 
was it kept this very kind of center focused. There wasn't a lot of quick cuts. This wasn't a, a bang bang Bruckheimer action film, like I said before. This was like a, a they focused center on the fucking shot and they kept it there. And the the hero made mistakes and he got hit a few times. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. And he paid the price for that, which I really... It humanized Batman more than I think he's been humanized in any other fucking... Um, any other iteration of Batman. This was the most human Batman. And and on top of that, what I really, really appreciated, all of the gadgetry and bullshit was brought into the fucking physics of reality. The car that he used wasn't some supercar climbing buildings and folding into a plane and fucking... <laughs> it was just a fucking car with a giant rocket engine on the back. That was it. That was it. Like, his fucking little gadgetry was physically explainable like we're used to batman having this and that and he has this and that he just came with weapons and shit that makes sense and it was dope i love that aspect of it um i thought the paul dano character um by the way kid's a great actor oh my god um was a little over the top but he's the riddler it's supposed to be over the top um it was a little i the biggest thing that drew my attention it's hard before going into it i said it looked like fincher it looked like seven going into it and then i heard somebody i respect explain it as this fincher's universe he built with fincher's universe he built was seven was a very particular universe rainy grim dystopian kind of future but not the future very blade runnery yes in a certain way um that got continued with the joker the last Joker. Yep. Arguably, the Joker could be a fucking sequel to Seven. It's same kind of fucking New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. then I going, see what you're saying. Yeah. going further, the Batman could be a fucking could be a fucking the the third in a series. Yeah. In virtue of Seven, the Joker, and the Batman. That's actually it's, pretty fascinating. It's the yeah. same feel like it was shot the same yeah. the vibe was the same the nirvana fucking song through the whole thing and if you didn't notice the melody of that nirvana song was played on piano almost on loop through the entire movie through the entire it movie. set a mood the dis- the the it was very fucking um a lot of discord within within that song if you know about music it it, it never made you feel settled or right it, it's supposed to make you feel comfortable that's the whole point so there's a lot of these really cute decisions that they made yep. that I appreciate. And then I left at the theater and I looked at Rex and I'm like, what did you think? Because we were both, we were all geeking yeah. in the theater. We're like, <laughs> we're like and, and Rex was like, do you just want to sit next to Bobby? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes, I do. Um, but no, we, we got away and I said, what did you think? And she was like, uh, and I'm like, is that what most people are going to walk away thinking? That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Um, it's a long fucking movie that requires a lot of fucking attention. And if you're not invested in this universe, this character, this genre, what's going to pull people to fucking watch it? It's going to be very interesting to see what it does this weekend at the box office. Agreed. You know what Outside I mean? Outside of the nerds. We yeah. already got the nerds out of the way. Yeah. Because they, I mean, there was a huge opening. Huge. Is it going to fall off a cliff this weekend? Does it fall off a cliff? You know, do we read on Sunday that that's the end of that shit? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I There's a part of me that wants to believe it has legs. Because I think, although I know it was meh for some people, it, there's more... 
there's juice to be squeezed in, in, in this in this adaptation. Yeah. Um, it's, Honestly, I would like to see him do another movie, and I'd like to, to be please. set ten years in the future. Let's, I want to see him as a more established Bruce Wayne. Okay, no, you know what I mean. We're gonna talk. Oh, that's a great fucking point. Um, we can talk about how this was shot. Ooh, it was beautiful to watch. Yeah. Matt Reeves' the lighting. Is, Matt Reeves is a very underrated filmmaker. The lighting, the movement, the frame in, frame out, the transitions. It was for for a, artistically, if you're a geek for cinema. It's gonna make it's gonna scratch all the itches for you. Yeah, it was beautifully shot and dude, especially and I, I hope during Oscar time and I know this is kind of silly for a superhero movie if lighting isn't considered for this movie, it's phenomenal. It was it was breathtaking. Some of the shots were breathtaking um, from a from just a solid cinema point of view. Yes, I would agree with you. And there needs to be another one. They set it up for another one. So the only spoiler we'll do, if you don't like this, skip ahead like one minute. It won't be long. But I got to ask Bobby this question. Okay. If you want to listen, listen. If you don't, fucking pause and skip ahead a couple 30 seconds. You have that option. Um, That was the Joker in the cell at the end, right? 100%. Okay. That's it. That's all I wanted. Yeah, and, and we all know. The Joker is always going to be. Who is the actor? That is the, I'm not 100% sure. That was the thing that bothered me. Yeah, yeah. Who is that fucking guy? Yeah. But Joker's always been fucking he's a number one. Yeah, he is he is the he's nemesis. He is ne- literal nemesis. Yeah. And now that he's been done so many times in so many ways by so many good people. Yeah, outside of Spider-Man, I mean, obviously Batman has the most extensive like um villain. Yeah, you know, just this this catalog of fucking villains. And um, I, I, the Joker obviously being the most important, but there's, there's been, so much to draw on with Batman villains. There's been no other property in my memory that's had such a impact villain-wise oh, as the Joker. Not even close. Go watch Killing Joke. 100%. Has there been any other property that was built around a villain? I bought that graphic novel the day it came out. Beautiful. One of the greatest comic books of all time. Fucking beautiful. Alan Moore. Beautiful. Even though um, you are a ridiculously fucking <laughs> prickish asshole. <laughs> Most artists are. Have no you... one has ever been able to interpret my work. Yeah. Artists are asshole. We're friends with Blake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we saw that. It was beautiful. By the um, way, Blake and Jackie yeah. uh, went and saw the film on the same day well, that we did. Um, I don't know yet because they have not disclosed I, their feelings to I me. I want to believe that they didn't like it. I have a feeling. I have a feeling Jackie hated it. I bet, but... But Blake liked it a little more. So she was texting me yesterday, and I definitely got the impression that Knuckles has a lot to say about Batman. She literally texted me like, are you going to talk about the Batman on the podcast anytime soon? And I was like, yeah, girl, tomorrow. Like, why don't you get your ass over here? And she... We can unfortunately, still dig this body up. Unfortunately, they're out of town. For the moment. We can still um, dig this body up. I mean, I would sit it. down. I would come back down here on Sunday and do a 30-minute talk with, with both of them. Fucking A, right. You know what I mean? We That'd can be do that. Dope. We can do that. That'd actually. be dope. Um, that being said. But I a, want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Um, they're they're much more in tune with what it took to make this property than we are. And obviously, Blake doesn't want to piss Matt Reeves off. If they're going to. Probably not. If uh, gonna... We were not supposed to talk about that. Um, <laughs> if they're going to work together, it might be. Just saying. Uh, just saying. Know. Could be awkward. Might want to. Uh, I still think from a direct. I really like Planet of the Apes, though. <laughs> <laughs> from a directorial point of view, uh, it 
scratched all the itches from a cinema viewer. I agree. Um, I thought it was beautiful. Um, anyway, uh, but but again, it there were holes, but that's okay. Everything does have that. And you know, I hope you guys have been able to stick with us through this. 40 minute conversation about oh my the Batman. god have we done that you know what i mean uh, we'll we'll skim over stuff yeah okay yeah. well we're gonna take a break or is it it's it's it is that time i heard we had a friend do something uh, we us. did uh, yeah an okay. old friend of the podcast so um it's I, elmo isn't it it's uh, <laughs> elmo sent us something i fucking wish it was elmo I so it <laughs> by the way i'll just repost that on our social because if you guys don't remember our elmo uh, oh, our Elmo piece that is goddamn genius. Um, Sean has one of his good friends that is like a legit voice actor in Hollywood. Like he's on a lot of famous cartoons and stuff. We don't mention him because he has a career. He has a career, and, and he. Doesn't... We would rather not drag him into we our muck and mire. <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> drag him into the fucking swamp where we live. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Hey guys. Have you been digging in your closet, looking through all your unitards and thinking to yourself, man, I've got to get these looking sharp and clean for next weekend's wedding. There's got to be a better way. Well, there is now. We're Retard, the only unitard restoration service in the United States. We do leotards. We do unitards. Do we do singlets? You're fucking right we do. We do all that shit. We're retards. Retard. Questionable name, but highly fucking profitable. This segment was brought to you by Jake. Jake, he's a voice actor. Look him up. Hey guys, we are the Whiskey Reel, Southwest Colorado's podcast that never pulls any punches. You can reach us at 970-426-5344. Tackle box! You can reach us again at 970-426-5344. Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> send us a voicemail, send us a text, uh, request, a, request a song, do whatever you want to do. Um, you can also get a hold of us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Dude, send us a carry-on pigeon. Okay. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes, brother. Um, we take all kinds. We do. Uh, yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about the Batman. Uh, uh, you know what? Rightfully so. There was, real quick, we're going to get into one song this week. We have a trailer that we'd like to talk about. And obviously, it's the Obi-Juan trailer. Um <laughs> And uh, Bobby, you're the Star Wars guy. So, what did you think? I thought the I thought the tra- I'll just get my shit out of the way, and then you can delve into it. I thought the Obi One trailer was like very base. Like it was it there wasn't a lot of like. And granted, two hours after it was released, some guys have released forty five minute videos oh my God, yeah. about Easter eggs in it. But from a neophyte, from a regular just fan perspective, it just felt like. They're showing us the base materials of what the series is going to be. Yeah. Um, when I first heard about this property actually being announced and was going to happen, my goal, my well, not my goal, my hope, my new hope. Your new hope? Ah, yeah. Okay, you got it out before <laughs> see, I did. Yeah, see what I did. Um, my hope was that this was going to be 
a Star Wars property. And I, I'm not saying that Mandalorian and Boba Fett weren't Star Wars properties. Obviously, they are. They have their own identity. But we're dealing with a, a legendary Star Wars trilogy character here. Obi-Wan is a big fucking deal. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? He's been a huge part of the prequels, obviously. Yeah. He's a big part of the original trilogy, obviously. Um, whether he's a force ghost or what have you. Um, so the coolest thing about the trailer that I really fucking loved seeing was the little Star Wars, da- you know, the 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 wipe down onto yeah, the yeah, yeah, onto yeah, the yeah. surface of yeah, Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. You know what I mean? The the music notes sound very Star Warsy, but different. But too. different. I noticed it's the not John. It's not different. John Williams. It's you know what I mean. Like, but the, it the melody was Star Wars, but different. It felt like Star Wars. Yes, hundred um, percent. The Mandalorian for all of its amazingness doesn't necessarily always feel like a Star Wars property in regards to like the original shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, this, I have a feeling is going to feel a lot more like a Star Wars property. And obviously if you are fans of shows like Clone Wars and Rebels and all that, you know, all that stuff, you're going to pick up on, you know, the Inquisitors and different characters that are obviously coming into this. By the way, they don't even allude to the fact that, Darth fucking Vader is going to be on this show. Fuck yourself. Hayden Christensen is in this fucking show well, as Darth Vader. I've heard he's not doing a lot of work. Um, things have slowed down a little bit for him. <laughs> I, he's taken a hiatus. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, he's taken a little bit of a hiatus from uh, making ca- money. They call it a triatus. Where I, you're trying to make money and you can't. My hope again, is that Hayden Christensen has a really good money manager. <laughs> but no, this is this is going to be a, hopefully a renaissance for the guy. He's not a horrible fucking actor. No, I don't know. Not. He really is. Um, he played the thing where he was the reporter. That was actually his best thing. Shattered, shattered Glass? Yeah, Shattered Glass. He was, was good. fantastic yeah, in that It was a great movie. story. Too. Yeah, it was a really good story. Yeah. He was great in it. Yeah. Um, so I wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Attack of the Clones is not just the worst Star Wars movie ever made. It's it might be the worst fucking movie ever made. Well, we're, I we're, we're, we're going to talk briefly movie. about worst movies ever. Oh, we are. We're going to talk, gonna talk about that. About that. Um, for me, as a, like I said, as like an uninitiated neophyte, I know enough about Star Wars to know enough about Star Wars. However. Um, the trailer did nothing but show me beautiful Ewan McGregor, who's beautiful. He is a striking man. He is a striking man. Um, outside of digging out heroin from a toilet, he can also act. He's creeping on a young Luke Skywalker, which I find... I don't know if there's a plot point here we're missing. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> One Are of the we first shots of the trailer. Are we going is, pedo bear, dude? Yeah, yeah. Are we going pedo bear? I don't know. Um, anyway, it's going to get into... <laughs> um, the, we talked about this earlier. Obi-Wan's kind of an enigma uh, within the canon. Um, you know he did a lot of shit, but you kind of don't know his backstory. Um, so hopefully they they do some origin shit within oh, the context of yeah. this. Because um, he's an extremely interesting character. Within the canon of Star Wars. So I'm excited about that. That's well, going to be fun. And I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say is like, just just in regards to his performance and what he's done with this character already, I would argue that he has done 
Robert De Niro-like work as far as being playing a younger character. And we have an established character in Obi-Wan. Right. We had an established character in Don Corleone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So to see a guy take on that role and fucking nail it. Nail it. And I mean, Ewan McGregor has done yeoman's work yeah, in man. kind of becoming like this young Alec Guinness Young Obi Wan character. I love the Alec Guinness reference because I think there's no way in hell he didn't watch. I mean, no the, question. The OG. I mean, G. Um, I mean, he yeah, he owns it. He, he is feels like him. He feels like him. Right. Yeah. Like. He, and I felt Alec Guinness. A hundred percent. He was a high hard one. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> he was toots and boots. Just a. Uncut just a, old limey. Just an old limey. <laughs> just throwing fucking meat swords around. Um, he didn't need a fucking lightsaber. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Um, let's get... <laughs> we, do, we do go on. We do go on. Um, we're going to play a song right now. Uh, we, we got away from music, and it's been breaking my heart. I have about eight weeks of back-cataloged fucking songs. But I decided instead of recycling shit that's already been out into the fucking atmosphere for weeks and weeks, I came upon this. I didn't even know this was happening, and shame on me. Um, one of my favorite bands, if you listened to a couple episodes ago, we talked about bands on an island, like what you would listen to. And one of my favorite bands in the world is Radiohead. Yes, I'm a fucking dork hipster when it comes to shit like that. Uh, Tom York... Johnny Greenwood and um, the drummer from another band called, uh, I think it's called Songs of Comet or something. Anyway, it's a three piece getting back to like roots, sonic youthy, derivative, just driving ass shit. And this is the first uh, song they put out. And um, it, it sounds like Radiohead, but it also sounds like not Radiohead. Um, it's hard to even piece out that it's Tom York. Like, when I tell you it's Tom York, then you hear it. But if you were to just hear it, um, you wouldn't immediately think it was Tom York. Um, so, um, I'm a geek for these guys, um, especially Mr. York. He could do no wrong in my eyes. He is my, I call him my favorite wonky-eyed Englishman. And there are so many to choose from. Um, he's my favorite, though. Um, let's listen to they're called the smile and this song is called you will never work in television again That's fun. Uh, get your morning music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, you put that on, you get ready for work. It's weird. It reminds me of a lot of different bands. Um, the guitar reminds me of like the strokes kind of in a way. Like it has the that, tone. that jiggly the, tone the, to it. The tone is very strokes. That's a great point. Um, but it's very Sonic Youth. Very we Sonic Youth. Um, obviously. Um, actually, there's like a little touch of like Big Star in there, I think. That's a fucking that's you know, an interesting a little Alex Chilton kind yeah, of vibe that's a, to that's it. That's a pull. That's a definitely a pull. Um, yeah, it's a great fucking song, man. It's and we didn't even because we only have thirty seconds copyright. Yeah. Um, but get into for the all core. you bots that are listening. Yeah, for all you bots. 
Um, that that uh, the chorus is really kind of drives the point home. It really, does. but it's a great first salvo from uh, some of the most talented musicians alive, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, you, I don't disagree. Everybody forgets Johnny Greenwood uh, did the score for uh, "There Will Be Blood." Um, that was his first. Oh yeah, that's right. That was his first theatrical music score. So you're talking about guys that just. There's no fucking around, man. You say what you will about people who like Radiohead, but don't talk shit about Radiohead. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's we've, why I always say the people who like them suck, but they don't. We've definitely hipstered <laughs> out on uh, lots of Radiohead, lots of Tool. Like we have our hipster roots planted. Uh, oh my god, pretty fucking deep. One of the worst fandoms ever. The Tool fandom? Oh, and Radiohead fandom. I mean, giant pile of shit. horrible Those people. are bad people. I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, getting off of that, okay, we're going to do a little fun game. Bobby talked about this real quick. We're going to do a fun game. And we want some feedback on this, Whiskey Rulers. Yeah, dickheads. Yeah. Come on, man. Do your fucking gerbs, dude. Fuck. Yeah, um, you're getting all this free content. Yeah, bunch of assholes dude i really don't like any of you um except you dana and ellie and we love all of you we love all of you um if you were cleaning your house it's saturday afternoon you're you're doing the you, you mentioned yeoman's work you're doing the yeoman's work you're vacuuming you're you're swiffering your floor whatever you need to do because if you're like me, you have pets, and there's fucking I got a I got a fucking uh, Roomba running, twenty four seven in my house. Because it's a nightmare. You're cleaning your house. You're trying to get your life together. And in the background, we typically all have either music or movies or shows playing. Right? You have a dumb movie in the background. Whatever. What's the one movie that if it popped on, because you're streaming rando. If it popped on, you would stop what you're doing and you throw your vacuum through your fucking television. <laughs> What's the movie? So the reason I came up with this idea is I was listening to uh, the Dan Patrick show, um, which is a I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dan Patrick, but he's a he's an old sports guy. He's an old sports guy. He does one of the greatest radio shows on the planet. Dan and the Danettes are fucking must listen Radio, I would, I would say, yeah, because um, they don't just talk about sports. Um, so they were doing a thing where it was like, what is the one song that comes on the radio that you will immediately fucking turn the channel or turn your radio and off? And we said, what's the one movie in the background? So you came up with the idea. Well, what about the movie? Yeah, what's the movie? And what do you think? Well, the first thing that popped into my head <laughs> that I told you is like, well, it's definitely directed by James Cameron. No fucking question <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's a gimme. Which, by the way, I love James Cameron. I love, I think Aliens might be the greatest sequel in the history of sequels outside of Godfather possibly. 2. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think that True Lies is fucking fabulous. I, I love, love the True first Terminator. Lies. Terminator 2 is fine. And then we <laughs> talked about that a little bit. But, he also but anyway. kind of uh, like tangentially gave us Catherine Bigelow. He brought her into the fold. Didn't he also sit in She's a, a wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a bunch of other shit. But I can tell you this. There's one movie that he directed, and I've seen it once, and I'm never, ever, ever, (laughs) fucking ever going to see this movie again. 
Um, no, friends, it's not Avatar. <laughs> although that's number two on my list. It's fucking Titanic. When that movie comes on, I hear you. I check the fuck out. I, I get am it. done. I can't yeah. watch that bullshit. I get it. I think it's a god awful fucking movie. It is the most trite, overwritten, just complete pile of bullshit. <laughs> it's a lot. When he finally drowned. <laughs> Are you talking about Jack? Yeah. Uh, so I went on a blind date. Right? I got I got yeah, I got set up with this girl who by the way was hot. Like really really fucking hot, like right. 90s hot. Right. And um big hair hot. It was my mom and her best friend Dartis. That's <laughs> not a name. Rest in peace, baby girl. Okay. She's oh, no longer with sorry. us. That's sorry. fine. Um but they were really close friends of ours. Okay. Um John's still with us, her husband. Um, he's a lovely guy, um, loves Donald Trump, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, much like most of the people in my life. (laughs) But anyways, I go on this date with this girl and she's like, well, Titanic's playing. And I'm like, awesome. So what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm glad those people. And she had already fucking seen it and she demanded basically that I take her to this fucking movie, man. I mean, you talk about a kiss at the fucking door and walking away and right. never talking to another human being again. There it is. Because you made me watch that fucking thing. <laughs> By the way, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I like Billy Zane. Dude, Kate? Winslet Kate? is oh, a fucking miracle. She's we a, love her. She's a revelation. And James Cameron is a fucking amazing filmmaker. That movie is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, while you were speaking... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I, I almost wish I could have grabbed Titanic out of your mouth, and that's what I say to most girls I date. I got um, easy. I will easy. <laughs> um, my thing is okay. I, I, I love why people have nostalgia movies. Um, I'm gonna put it straight, man. There are very few movies made before the 1960s that I fucking care about. I don't care. I don't care about your actors. I don't care about your movies. They're trite pieces of shit. They have no fucking substance or relativeness to my life now. None. They have no modern bearing. None. All your fancy dances and your fucking I have a fedora and I'm dancing it right now. Fuck off. I hate it. I hate it with the fucking burning of a thousand suns. If you put, and I, I mentioned this to Rex because she's a big, if she had a fucking hall pass, it would be Gene Kelly. She's in love with Gene Kelly because she was a dancer. That's amazing. And so she was a dancer her whole life. So she loves Gene Kelly. So I've seen all of the Gene Kelly shit. And I'm like, God, that guy was fucking talented as shit. If you put some Gone with the Wind era bullshit in front of me, I will have a fucking fit. I will fucking kill you. Do you understand? It's There's a certain era and a, a, a fucking timbre of cinema 
that I hate. I hate it. It means nothing to me. I don't think it's fucking good. I don't think it's sexy. I don't think it's fucking well acted. I think it's dog shit. It's burn the fucking negatives. Do you hear me? Burn it. It's dog shit. I hate Gone with the Wind. I hate all that old shit. It 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 drives me nuts the fact that we hang on to this fucking nostalgia like that. It's not good. You're thinking it's good because it's fucking 85 years ago. And I'm not saying things that are old are worthless. I'm saying stop revering these like they're these masterpieces. They're not. They suck ass. They're unwatchable. <laughs> So, so <laughs> the, <conclusion>. the conclusion, <laughs> the conclusion I can draw from that yeah. is, uh, you don't like Gone with the Wind. No, um, Sean's Sean Moriarty's favorite movie, as he said many times, is Birth of a Nation. I don't like. <laughs> it. I don't like it. But you can ask him about it. God damn it! We should have ended the podcast on that line. <laughs> uh, right now, we get into our pearls. We gonna pearl it up? Yeah, let's pearl it up, man. There are some movies from that era. Oh my god! That I, I kill myself. Fucking adore though. Like what? I don't know, man. Like I mean, I can. We're sit- talking forties, fifties. Okay, sixties. Not the Hitchcock. Okay, because I mean, like I watch. Well, Hitchcock is a master. But it wasn't in that era. We're talking pre-Hitchcockian cinema. Sure. Okay. There was a lot of good shit going on back then. I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's so By the way, Gone with the Wind is dog shit. It's racist. It's gross. It doesn't Outside make any sense racism, anymore. It's a shitty movie. It's a sh- yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. No, Sorry. I don't disagree with that. All right. All so right. that's my one turn. I got no. It's fine. Um, What's your pearl? My pearl is obviously never watch anything pre nineteen fifty with Aaron Brandis because. He is a very fucking angry man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, we were actually just having a smoke because I hadn't even thought about a pearl of wisdom. But um, I had a situation the other night where a very young lady, and I mean very young, Eesh. like yikesy, like yikesy, like twenty two ish kind of thing. Ah! Um, we're sitting at at uh, our one of our local haunts, and. Um, she kept telling me how fascinating I was and how she would. I know. No, I get it. I understand. <laughs> like her daddy never hugged her. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but like my, and a good friend of mine, um, um, not a friend of the podcast, but maybe someday, um, leans over and he's like, dude, that girl really wants to fucking hook up with you. Yeah. And to, to which I'm replying, fuck that. First of all, she can't, right? I'm like, gross. just old and gross. No, you're not gross. The situation you know, was gross. No, the situation was gross. Yeah. So, of course, I ignore him. And then I started to get the feeling as the night went on, I think he's actually right. I think she does kind of want to, like, hook up. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so my pearl of wisdom is don't fucking do that. Don't do that. If you're the One, same... it's gross. I'm 47 what's fucking your... years okay, old. Okay, I'm going to ask you. What's your cutoff? Uh, 30. I like that. I my, think that's fair. My cutoff right now is 30. I, th- I think a 30-year-old woman is more than, like, she's had her life a little bit, you know? And all of us are broken in a way. So I'm not going to, like, go, like, Rrr. but I'm just saying, like, at 
Dude, do you remember what you were like at 22? I mean, I was awesome. But like, <laughs> I don't remember. No. Do you know why I don't when remember? When I was 22, I was awful in bed. I was fucking stupid as could you be. You were a piece of shit. All I wanted to do was drink beer and play basketball. And you were a piece of and shit. not in that order. No. You know what totally. I mean? Like, that's what I, I'm that's saying. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to... So good on you. You recognized. You read the room. Yeah. Of course, man. And I would, you know. And then, so if there's a pearl coming out of that, it's just like, don't do it because, one, it's fucking gross. Don't sleep with women that young. We're talking to you, Dana. Yeah. We're talking to you, Liquor Fairy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. Right? He's a wonderful <laughs> husband. We, yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Um, and also, man, like, can you imagine in a town this small of any way to destroy your fucking stock status? Than to go out and be the guy that hooks up with twenty two year old girls I, at a bar. I already said, like Bobby, you you are, um, you're an anomaly. You are somebody that has been in this town for this long. You have been with, you've had relations with a number of different women in this town, and that's not a bad thing. It was, it was consensual as far as I know. Um, and you're still here. You're still kicking. I think if you were to um, have relations with somebody that was under a certain age, boy, that would make you look like such a piece of shit. And, a dirtbag. A dirtbag. A dirtbag. And the only thing I said to him was like, if you're in Vegas at a strip club and something went down, that might be the only way you can get away with it. But like, you can't be seen in public with people that are like, it's just... It's we're, unseemly. We're, it's we're at the age now where you have to fucking dude. You have to put it in perspective, dude. My my kid's almost thirteen. You know what I mean? She's I do. eight years away of having guys like us look at her. A hundred percent, man. That is the grossest thing in my fucking imagination. Uh, like it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, but keep banging them out, big boy. Well, and that, and that girl, <laughs> by the way, that girl was gorgeous. I mean, of like, she was. big blue eyes, and she, it was karaoke, and she sings like a fucking angel. Like, there's a lot of there. There's, there's a lot, lot of there, of, there, right? There's a lot of juice. And not things. dumb. Like, a cool core. But I just can't do that, dude. Why I can't. I it? can't be that guy. Brother, brother, I can't be that guy anymore, bro. You don't want You don't want to be that You don't want to be that guy to that girl. No. Because it's going to fuck her up. I am, for the first time in my life, dating age-appropriate women. Good for you. See? You know That's what I mean? Thunderous applause. <laughs> um, my pearl is easy because my beautiful, beautiful girl Rex, who I won't say her name, because but all of you know her. She finally, finally, like as I record this, she graduated. Um, she's got her degree. She worked very hard the last year to do it. I'm so fucking proud of you. Uh, that was hard. She works full time and she fucking went to school and she has a fucking idiot fucking husband and she has fucking a 12 year old daughter that's just having a period for the first time and new animals and just it, it, it it's a constant hurricane of fuckery at my house. And she went in and she dug in and she fucking did fucking work. And I'm so proud of you. And I love you so much, and I think you were the best. I really do. I love that dude. Thunderous applause for Rex because she is fucking fantastic. We love her very much. 
If you guys can't see this, but my boy is tearing up yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And uh, I will just say one thing. Yeah. Not all of my sex in this town has been consensual. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was roofied once. And it was awesome. So you're on the <laughs>